Hello and welcome to the Human Design and Astrology for a New Paradigm podcast with your fun-loving Scorpio projector host, Heather. That is me. This is a podcast where we chat about human design and astrology, as well as energetics, intuition, creativity, and speaking your truth with a capital T. Probably some aliens and stuff too. Right. Hello. Welcome back to the Human Design and Astrology for a New Paradigm podcast. What do we think of the new intro? I just recorded it. Figured it was time. You know, she just got a little bit of a glow up. But to be honest, as I was listening back, I tried to record it about seven times and that was my okay, good enough kind of round. When I say fun loving, I sound quite evil. So just keep that in mind. I really am fun loving, even if it sounds like, I don't know, I have some very dire plans. Anyway, um, we're just doing a little mini riff today on something that, uh, well, I think is just like a kind of really interesting way to look at astrology. Um, so if you're at the point where you kind of understand your own birth chart, but you want to start thinking about, uh, transits and how transits impact your birth chart, there are several ways to do this. Um, and this is just one particular way that I've been thinking about this weekend. Okay. So, you know, you can, okay. We, I don't want to go too deeply into it, but basically if you go into astro.com, pull up your chart as usual, go into extended chart selection, and you can select a chart with the transits, with the current, current transits. And what that means is that it's going to show you where all the planets are now currently, um, compared to your natal birth chart. And so for an example, let's say when you were born, Jupiter was in Libra in the sixth house. Uh, but right now Jupiter's in Capricorn. So it would be in your quick math, um, 11th house. I hope I'm getting that right. Uh, so Jupiter would currently be transiting your 11th house. And then if you had another planet in the 11th house natally, so if you were born with the sun in the 11th house, you might be experiencing the transiting Jupiter conjunct your natal sun. Okay. Now that's not exactly what I want to focus on today. That's just like a general gist for how to see, uh, where, where the transiting planets are compared to your natal birth chart. Once you know that, one thing I want to reflect upon, and I'm going to use my personal life as an example, because who doesn't enjoy hearing about my life? Um, but all right, so let's say you have this natal position. So you were born, your soul incarnated with this this particular aspect of your chart. So I'm going to be talking about my north node today. So my north node is in Sagittarius in the ninth house. So that north node in Sagittarius, it denotes my evolutionary intentions for this life, um, right? The north node is kind of what we're stepping into in this life. And in Sagittarius, it is you know, my evolutionary intention for this life is to stop asking everybody else for their opinion, to stop, you know, feeling like I have to gather all the information, um, to stop feeling like I have to be an expert in absolutely everything and to learn to trust my intuition, to learn to go within um, rather than going without, you know, searching for answers and trying to fit in with all the noise and what everybody else sort of thinks and believes. And it's a lot about kind of speaking my truth. Uh, so this is true for anybody with the Sagittarius North Node. Um, it's it's about, yes, yeah, speaking my truth, kind of stepping up. Um, and then with it being at the ninth house, it's about 
teaching and educating uh, and about pursuing higher knowledge, higher wisdom. So, you know, traversing the lands of higher consciousness and also about travel as well. So I can't do that right now, but a big part of my North Node evolutionary journey, I know definitely contains travel. Travel is where I learn the most about myself and where I learn the most about the world. Books are good, but for me, I kind of have to be in movement to feel um, like life is progressing. And that's a big part of my journey. I know that is constantly learning, constantly moving, constantly learning about the world around me uh, by seeing it, by seeing different places and seeing different cultures and speaking to different people. Um, Yeah, so this theme of speaking truth with a capital T, as you heard in the new intro, kind of my tagline right now, um, that's, that's my, one of my main missions here on earth. And that's denoted in my natal chart. And then what happens is, so that's steady. That's always, but then how I unfold into that and the timing as to when I unfold into that is going to depend on the transits that go on. So that's always going to be a life theme, but the particular, particular way, the particular maybe life events that lead me into that or the um, the themes that keep coming up in my life that force me to, you know, step into that version of truth, they can be reflected by the transits. So um, this this last week, well, really right now, I because I have Aries as my first house, I'm an Aries ascendant, I have a very, I, I just have a lot uh, going on right now. And plus I have so much Mars too. I mean, with all the Scorpio and then the Aries Ascendant, Mars being my ruling planet. Um, yeah, Mars is very present in my life, in my birth chart. And so with this Mars retrograde in Aries, and then I also have Chiron in retrograde in Aries in my first house. Uh, that's, you know, been dancing around my Ascendant for the last two months and it'll cross it exactly in March next year. And I also have um, the true Black Moon Lilith in Aries uh, retrograde in my first house in Aries. And this weekend it was exactly conjunct my ascendant, that 11 degrees of Aries. So exactly touching that spot, uh, that very prominent part in my chart and the true black moon Lilith. And so I would love to speak, uh, to this, this archetype much more on this, um, podcast. Uh, but if you want to know a bit more about it, the best person I've ever heard speak on it. And he's kind of an expert is Tom Jacobs. Uh, He's an astrology, he's an evolutionary astrologer and he teaches a lot on the Lilith archetype. And so if you just go into uh, astro.com and you select just Lilith, it's going to get you, I think like the average Lilith and the way that Tom Jacobs sort of speaks about it. And he's made me stop. Like he's the reason that I stopped doing that one. And now I get the exact, the true black moon Lilith. So what that basically means is that there are three different types of Lilith. And I think the one that is automatic is the average is like the, I could be getting this completely wrong, but it's not, it's not the true, the true spot. It's not because Lilith's um, orbit is so oscillating. Well, it's not even like an orbit because it's just like a point in space, but that, that point in space is oscillating. It goes up and down. It can't be predictable. And basically what Tom Jacobs says is that, uh, Lilith herself. So she, she's in the myth. Um, she was Adam's first wife, uh, first woman. 
um, and they were both created out of the the dirt, the um, the earth. So they were created equal. And Adam sort of expected and asked her to submit to him, to bow down to him, and she refused because she was like, "No, we're equal. We're both created from the earth." Um, Adam got angry, and she said, "You know, whatever. Bye. I'm going." And so she left, and she got demonized um, in you know patriarchal society, but a lot of modern feminist theologians, theologists, definitely not saying that word right, uh, have updated and sort of come to see, you know, that Lilith was never this like demon or whatever that she's been made out to be. She simply stood up for herself. She stood in her power and she was not going to bow down. So that's this archetype that we're going with. And so for us to use her in the birth chart as an average point, I've gone on a complete, uh, rabbit down a complete rabbit hole right now I just realized okay let's get back on track but I do want to finish this because it's important and it's interesting for us to use uh, an average of her in the birth chart is just doing the same thing as that original you know patriarchal myth that she should submit we should average her we should you know distill her wild and make her normal make her average and so instead of using the Lilith um, that's automatically on astro.com you can uh, where you can just type in like type in your own additional points if you have no idea what I'm talking about it doesn't really matter I, if anyone wants me to kind of send them a screenshot of what I'm talking about this the um, the place where you type it in just um, inbox me on Instagram or whatever I'm happy to you know give a little tutoring um, and you just type in H13, so H13, and that's going to give you the true Black Moon Lilith. So that's her actual, you know, all in all her wildness. And so I had that exactly conjunct my Ascendant this weekend, along with Chiron retrograde, only a couple of degrees away, and Mars retrograde in my first house too. And, you know, the, the energy right now is so potent for me. Like, I constantly feel like I have this this, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like my spine is vibrating all the time. There's this kind of, and the theme that's coming up is this, this claiming of power, this standing in my power, um, you know, and constantly facing times when I would have usually have bowed down to authority. So there's that little theme coming up uh, in the past where I would have done that. Um, but then I get this force of power that's just like, no, you know, you teach on standing in your truth. And so if you want to teach on that, you have to embody it. And, you know, this is something that I'm massive on is like, if you want to teach on something, you have to do it. You have to embody it so deeply. And that's really what I've been learning so much, um, with this intense first house stuff. And so how that's really reflecting is that, so I've got all this transit going on in my first house, which is usually empty I usually have no planets in my first house but right now I've got all this intensity going on all this action and that is all um well if you think about Aries and Sagittarius they're both fire signs and so they're they're trying each other and so what happens in the first house is going to um impact what's going on in my my ninth house that Sagittarius house where that north node is and so the the Sagittarius north node um, in the ninth house, you know, as I said, that overarching journey of my life is evolving into um, my my ability to stand in my truth and stop turning to other people to be my authority, to be my own authority, to trust my own intuition and to speak that loud and proud. And then I have these 
this transit right now that is forcing me um, in its own way to embody a new, a new and different part of that. And so there are going to be people who were born also with uh, the North Node in Sagittarius. You know, there were however many of their, of us there are. And even if it's in the ninth house too, you know, again, so, but throughout their life, because they won't be in Aries rising, they won't be going through the same, same transits I am. So they might be expressing this North Node mission in a very different way because there might be different transits going on. And so they're going to learn and experience different, um, different journeys throughout their life that lead them to express this North Node um, in their own particular way. And so that's why every single Sagittarius North Node ninth house person, even though it is that same natal placement, we're all going to have a different story and stories of our life's lives where we got to um, the way that we personally express that. And so it's all going to have this really unique flavor, you know, so I'm always going to remember this chapter of my life when I had all that intensity going on in my first house, crossing my ascendant, all of that's going on for me until, well, at least March next year when Chiron goes exact across my ascendant. And, you know, that Mars retrograde is happening for a couple of months too. And then Mars will go back over <laughs> um, my first house as well. So it's not going away anytime soon. It might be the most intense that it's going to be at the moment. Um, and then there'll be different transits that are all going to, you know, add up to the way that I express either my North Node or other placements. Like maybe I'm due to learn a lesson about how to express my Venus in Sagittarius soon or... Um, etc. So yeah, this is just a really interesting way to start thinking about, you know, there are lots of different ways to think about um, transits and natal placements and how they Im impact each other. But this is just one really interesting way, like how do the transits teach you the lessons that you came to learn um, represented by your natal placements. So I hope you found this interesting and I will talk to you soon.